Hi, I'm Devin. I'm an ACA. Um, so I, so I'm going to start off by just like what I chose to read and um, I'm reading out Thank of the, you. Um, Thank you. I'm going to read out of the 12 steps of adult children, the steps workbook, which is yellow. And I'm sure most of you have it. Um, and a lot of what's in this book just comes directly from the, the red book. Um, and I'm just going to keep it on like where I'm at with my fellow traveler. So tonight we actually finished reading step eight and we started reading step nine and we have to make our amends list. But um, just a little uh, preview of that is that anyways, I'll read it first and I'll say, okay. So um, I'm starting from page 135 in step eight under willingness and self-forgiveness. In addition to willingness, a key concept of step eight is self-forgiveness. We cannot forgive another until we forgive ourselves. This is a spiritual axiom. Many adult children struggle with self-forgiveness because we were oriented to doubt ourselves or to be hypercritical of ourselves as children. In most situations, we instinctively doubted, judged, or blamed ourselves for any problem that might arise. We judged ourselves without mercy, even as we appeared to be fighters or debaters on the issues of life. We judged ourselves as we projected blame onto others. Forgiving ourselves is, for, is foreign to most of us because self-forgiveness is nurturing and affirming. In most of our homes, we never heard of such talk. We must seriously consider the concept of self-forgiveness and practice it if we are to make progress in ACA. Without self-forgiveness, we tend to avoid embracing our successes in life and we feel unworthy of loving relationships. In ACA, we learn to forgive ourselves by degrees until we become comfortable with this spiritual concept. This is a key moment for us and for reparenting ourselves. And then skipping ahead to step nine, <clears throat> on page 140, we sincerely, we, with sincerity and effort, we begin to no longer feel ashamed of our past. We gradually release our carried guilt and our carried shame. We feel free. With such freedom, our behavior um, changes for the better. We know it is okay to trust ourselves. We realize that shame and fear of abandonment drove our harmful behavior. With help, we can stop we can stop reenacting what we had done, what was done to us. We want all of our freedom. We want to be free of food addiction, sex addiction, gambling addiction, drug addiction, and compulsive spending. We want to sleep well, enjoy our jobs, and contribute to the betterment of the world. We are reclaiming our personal power and taking our place in the world as individuals with something to offer. We have greater choice in our lives. We desire wisdom and discernment. We realize that ACA, the ACA way of life is com comprehensive, practical, and spiritual. The program is a way of life that works in, our, in all areas of our lives. With it, we can face career choices, relationship changes, and questions of God, in addition to facing the past and recovering from abuse and neglect. <clears throat> so that's all I'm going to say for now. But what I'm going to say about all of that is that I came to like this program and other programs because I want to be fucking free. I want to be fucking free. That's why I'm here. And um, I say that with a smile on my face because I know that 
this program is going to bring me to freedom. But even like the, the beginning readings of this meeting is that <clears throat> this is, we know that this is not easy. This is not easy work to look at our abandonment issues from our childhood and other traumatic experiences. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to like share a little bit. Um, I, I, whenever I share, like I try to talk about like what's currently going on. And um, <clears throat> so my, so I come from an alcoholic home. Both of my parents are alcoholics. My dad was <clears throat> probably narcissistic and uh, definitely avoidant. Um, he had a relationship with alcohol, the television, pornography, scratch tickets, and that was it. Um, and my mom was like super codependent and would do anything that I wanted so that I wouldn't abandon her. So there was a lot of codependency. There was no boundaries. There was um, denial about a lot of stuff. Um, things were not discussed. I started drinking and cutting myself when I was about 11 or uh, I'm sorry, 12 or 13 years old. Um, everything got brushed under the rug. Nobody really helped. There were no adults in my life that really helped me, not even just like my parents, but like in the school system or therapists, like there was no one really to talk to or to trust. And I just like learned from people that learned from other people. Um, and I don't, I don't like, I'm not like blaming my parents anymore. And I just feel like I'm just like in this place in my life where I'm just like always constantly asking myself if I'm playing the victim because I'm not a victim anymore. Um, and what I mean by that is like, if I put myself in certain situations and like, I, and I think that I'm going to get a different outcome, then, then that's my, that is, that is the issue. And so I have to come to places like ACA where <clears throat> I learn what dysfunctional behavior is. And then I slowly, but surely get to practice new um, tools so that I don't keep putting myself in these scenarios. And I'm saying this because like, I feel like I'm at like the top of a hill and like, I'm about to get to the top and like <laughs> go down, but like, like as like sledding, not like, like a, oh, down back into like a pit, but like, I feel like I'm getting to the top and it's going to be beautiful. And then I'm just going to go down again, but in a good way and then back up. But I don't know if that really makes sense, but, um, <clears throat> I'm also like freshly out of a, a, an abusive relationship that I stayed in because I was afraid of being abandoned. I was afraid of being afraid of being alone. My whole life story has been staying in relationships with people that were very much like my father, um, addicts, uh, not honest, not available, not around. And right now I'm kind of, so I'm like 70 something days out of this relationship. And, um, I'm not trying to jump into another relationship, but I'm also like leaving options open. Like I'm dating people um, and I'm learning about myself as I'm doing it. And I'm kind of just like learning how to like maneuver being single and like enjoying it and like just being with myself. But I'm saying all of this because like I, so within like growing up in an alcoholic home, like obviously, like I, I'm sure you guys caught on, like I'm an alcoholic. So I'm also like in recovery from that, but I also have um, eating disorder related issues. Um, I binge and restrict and I use exercise as a form of like self-worth and um, oh, I fucking hate sharing about this shit. 
And I always get emotional, like for the most part when I share in any of my programs, because it's usually like, because I'm grateful. And then there's like rigorous honesty. And then there's like, fuck, why do I have this? And then there's like, it's okay. You're in the right place. Like, it's just like all these like little voices coming through. And I know it's like all my kids and it's like my inner critics and everything else, but like right now I so and it's like goes in waves but part of like my dysfunction was like growing up with parents who like my mom would say things to me like oh like this this woman's so beautiful but she's fat or like you know she's so smart but she's fat and then my dad was like you know always like watching women on television and commenting on other women but never saying anything to me or my mom about being beautiful or worthy and so like a lot of like my emotional abuse is like basically being based on like what I look like on the outside, how my body looks. Um, and so I was talking to my therapist today because I'm kind of in that spot. Some days I'm like really good and I'm fine. And then other days or weeks or whatever, like I'm really struggling with my body image and I'm really struggling with like separating my worth from like my worth being inside versus like, Oh, like you're, you know, you're not, you don't fit into these pants. So you're not worthy type thing. And this is where I'm saying like, I have to like look at it and like realize that I'm not the victim because like I'm a 30 year old adult now and I don't need to like keep being like, well, like my mom and my dad like did this. So like I can continue like beating myself up for something that wasn't even a, an idea when I was born and took my first breath. So it's hard to like look at the abuse and like what happened and now like put it back on myself and to be reading like step eight and nine like I'm just like really scared to like forgive myself I'm really really fucking scared and I'm like I don't know if I can do it like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to like put my perfectionism down like I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to just like separate my worth from my body and like all this stuff and the thing that I like about recovery um, is that it's like, it's so raw and like, I'm really raw. Like I'm never just gonna like sit up here and be like, yeah, like everything's great. Cause I'm on this step and like things are happening. Like I'm very much like, this is what the fuck is happening. And like, I wanna punch somebody in the face but then I also wanna pray after. <laughs> like that's just like where I'm at and um you're just catching me on a raw day, you guys, sorry. Um, but in any event, um, I'm saying all this because it's part of my recovery and it's part of my truth and it's part of the, the road that it's not always going to be like easy. Um, Five minutes. Thank you. Um, so what I wanted to just like kind of touch upon also is like, um, I did step seven with my fellow traveler not too long ago. And we talked about problematic behaviors versus like reparenting and things like that. And I, and I, I'm a true believer that like the steps happen in, in order as they should. And, you know, I listed some of my problematic behaviors and I replaced like what the problematic behavior of the critical parent was saying to me into like what would a what would a loving parent say and like so i'm sorry for people that go to the sunday meeting and you're just gonna like already like you probably already heard this but i'm just gonna go through it really quick um because i'm i am a big believer in like whatever 12-step program you go to like i'm a big believer in like 
doing the steps, getting a sponsor, or in this case, a fellow traveler or both, I have both, um, going to meetings, making outreach calls, asking for suggestions, fellowshipping. Like I'm very much about like the program and the traditions and how it works. So whenever I do share, like I don't like to share too much about like the past. I mean, like I try to just to qualify, but like, I feel like for me, like I, I come to 12 step because I want the solution. And like I said, I want to be fucking free. So um, so some of my problematic behaviors, I'll just read them. And then like on the other side, I put like what, what I'm doing to like reparent slowly, but surely. Um, so like a problematic behavior I have is like thinking I'm not good enough being a perfectionist. So like the reparenting would be encouraging myself and having compassion for myself, obsessing about people. So instead of obsessing about a person, obsessing about myself or just being really, really involved with self-care. Um, pursuing people that may be unavailable. So instead of that, pursuing myself or making an amends to myself about how I've abandoned myself over and over and over again, going for unavailable people. Um, having scarcity thinking or desperate thinking would be the reparenting would be like trusting my higher power. Stuffing feelings. Um, the opposite would be experiencing the feelings, which I'm still not sure what that exactly means, but I'm figuring it out. Um, so my old sponsor in a different program said, oh God, two minutes left. Okay. Um, she said like that I date down a lot, which I, which I agree. Cause I, I usually date people that are not on the same spiritual level as me. And so, so like part of that, part of breaking that is like dating up or dating people that I don't think that I'm like good enough for, um, or dating the opposite of what I'm like used to dating, like which is usually like unavailable alcoholics who like need severe help. <laughs> and I have to laugh at myself also because this is, it's just, it's just who I am. And like, I have to have compassion and accept myself and love myself no matter what and know that change is available as long as I have faith in my higher power. Fix and changing people. So like the opposite of that would be like, um, having or finding compassion for people that I would want to change, but knowing that I can't change or fix them or possibly just like not involving myself with them. Um, having, thank you, having habits um, such as like I pick at my skin, which is like an OCD and anxiety thing, but I also, you know, I smoke cigarettes and um, just other little things that I might do, like just having compassion for myself rather than saying like, you, you're such a, horrible person because you do this or that or whatever just like having compassion not doing what I want so the opposite would be doing what I want giving myself permission to do what I want perfectionistic thinking would be compassion and acceptance and dishonesty with myself would be rigorous honesty with myself and um so like I said I I'm in this place right now in my life where I'm looking at self-forgiveness um I like I do Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to make an amends to certain people. Um, but what I do want to wrap up with saying is that I feel like a living amends to me, my experience with step nine and other programs is like, okay, I'll finish up. Um, is that I feel like a living, a living amends is probably the best way that I myself can make an amends because some people I'm not going to be able to speak to or, or whatever. Um, 
but for myself, it's a living amends. So, and, and the reason why I read the problematic behaviors versus like the reparenting is because that's the beginning of me making amends to myself by asking my higher power, humbly asking my higher power for the willingness to sincerely change the behaviors that I have. And I know it's not going to take overnight. It's not going to take two seconds. It's going to be a lot of practice and a lot of just halting when I want to do an old behavior and just like checking my intention and praying and asking God to help me in that moment to make a better decision that will be loving for everyone involved. And with that, I'm going to shut up and share the time. Thank you so much.